yourselves a hand for putting God first on the first Sunday of the year. So proud of you all. When you put them first, you're going to have a special blessing. When you put him first, I found out he put you first. First in line to receive blessings that you, you seemingly don't even deserve. That's how good he'll bless you. So I'm, again, so proud of you all for putting this um, God on your hearts and minds for the first Sunday of the year. This the first Sunday of the entire decade. God has blessed us to see it. Let's give him a hand clap just for allowing us to stick around to be here praying that this year um, that all of us just be more committed. Uh, touch your neighbor, tell him we need to be committed this year. He's committed to blessing us. He's committed to putting up with us. He's committed to being so kind to us. The least we can do is be faithful. The least we can do is be faithful. Uh, touch your neighbor, tell him the least we can do is be faithful. Amen, amen. Then I want us to move past commitment, then graduate to the next level, which is uh, punctuality. Touch, touch your neighbor, tell him. You be early for work and you hate them. You hate them there. And you be early. You say, I need to get my coffee first before I talk to anybody. I need to go right right to the break room and you early for work running in on time wig on crooked everything you don't even care how you look you just but when it comes to church we just we move like this So I need us to be committed and punctual. Listen, this is the year of uncommon favor. It has been spoken over our lives on New Year's Eve. Last year was the season of suddenly, and literally God blessed us all of the sudden in so many um, aspects of our lives. And this year we are believing by faith that God is going to not just favor us, but he is going to bless us with some uncommon favor. Uh, touch your neighbor, tell him, I believe it and receive it. Amen, 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 amen. Again, I'm proud of you all for putting God first. And let's not stop here. I know um, the gym will be full all week. And then that second week, um, we're going to fall off, right? So let's not treat the Lord like we do our gym memberships. Let's stay committed all year. Listen, let us stand in honor of the word. Most certainly we want to uh, pin flowers on everybody celebrating a birthday. Uh, we thank God for you all. Praying that um, God just continues to bless you. As you celebrate your birthday, which is your new year. Uh, Proverbs 18.20. Proverbs 18.
Proverbs 18 and 20. When you found it, say amen. Again, Proverbs 18 and 20. Proverbs 18 and 20. We are in a series entitled Breaking Strongholds. And I've discovered many of us are in a battle with our mouths. And I thought this scripture would be appropriate as we try to win in the battle of the mouth. Touch your neighbor, tell him I'm struggling in the battle of the mouth. Proverbs 18 and 20 says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. I just want to use for a subject, you reap what you say. Touch your neighbor if you can reach him. Tell him the preacher's going to preach about the battle of the mouth with the subtitle, you reap what you say. a question for you this morning. Is your mouth a stronghold? Are you in the habit of tearing people down? Is talking negatively to others and yourself commonplace? I wonder do you know how to hush. In the words of my pastor, do you know how to shut up? Are you critical of everyone but you? I think they need to pass a law that says you can't criticize others till you got your own stuff together. Do you know how to talk to your wife? Do you know how to talk to your husband? Have you been delivered from cussing? Where everybody go? Where everybody go? Hello, hello. Cussing is a stronghold. I take that. So we, so you do, you speak in known tongues. Is every word out of your mouth a complaint? For many of us, our mouths are a stronghold. And we need to understand 
Our words are powerful. So powerful that the whole world was created with them. And like God created the world with his words, you too create your world with your words. If you think about it, almost everything you own, you said you'd have. The places you went, you said you'd go. The things you've achieved, you said you would. No wonder Solomon wrote, the power of life and death are in the tongue. In other words, sickness and health is in your mouth. Poverty and prosperity are in your mouth. Stagnation and breakthrough is in your mouth. And this text is proof that, yes, you do reap what you say. That means that whatever you are enjoying, you said it. Whatever you are not enjoying, you ain't say it. If you are enjoying little, your mouth is producing little. If you are enjoying much, then your mouth is producing much. As surely as a man gets paid for the work of his hands, the work of our mouths also pays off. Good and bad. Good wages and bad wages. That's why Solomon writes here in our text, we will be filled. We will be satisfied with the fruit of our lips. And the question becomes, how can we produce good fruit from our lips when life is often bitter? How can we produce good fruit from our lips when um, we are handed lemons and sour grapes? And here is our first point in the text. Say what you want, not what you have. You may want to write that down. Say what you want, not what you have. In reality, you may be sick, but you ought to say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Reality might be you have bills on top of bills, but by faith, you ought to declare, I'm debt free. Reality might say you are lonely in the dumps of despair based on your circumstances, but since you know all things work together, you should say I'm all good. Wish I had some help in this place. Reality says I'm addicted and I can't stop what I'm doing, but by faith you ought to say I'm in recovery. I'm, I'm an ex-addict. I'm, I'm sober. I'm, I wish I had some help in this place. I'm free. I'm no longer who I was. Reality might say my credit is bad and I'm broke, but by faith you ought to say I'm prosperous. I, I am rich. I, I, I don't want for nothing. My, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I wish I had some people that have declared and decreed that in spite of my condition, in spite of my circumstances, despite my situation, I am going to speak health. I am going to speak prosperity. I am going to speak faith-filled words. I am going to encourage myself. I wish I had somebody here that says I am going to speak life because I understand now that there are power, there is power in my 
my words. Check this out. The power is not merely in your words, but the power is in the authority behind your words. In other words, we stop at stop signs not because there is power in the stop sign, but in the authority behind the stop sign. In other words, I stop at the stop sign because I can't afford no tickets. I can't afford any encounters with no police officers, black as I am. I can't afford to get no points taken. I can't afford to get cut off to jail. I can't afford the time it takes to get pulled over. I can't afford an increase on my insurance. I wish I had some help in this place. So I stop at stop signs. And yes, Satan has to stop at your words, not because of what you said, but in the authority behind the statement. And I wish I had somebody here that says, I got authority, not in my name, but in his name. And so I pause and thank God that there is power behind the message. Power not in me but in Jesus name and so I'm going to pause and celebrate God just for his power just for his sovereignty just for his authority you ought to wave your hand at me and say I thank God that there is authority behind my words of encouragement authority behind my faith statement authority behind my positivity authority over what I'm prophesying, over what I'm saying. I wish I had somebody here. Reality says one thing, but I'm not operating on how I feel. I'm operating on the Word of God, and my Word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My Word says I am more than a conqueror. My Word says if Christ be for me, then who can be against me? My Word says and he shall supply all all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I wish I had somebody here that won't express what you feel, but you will express what he said. I, somebody say, I declare that my God is my shepherd and he will supply my needs. I declare that my cup runs over. I declare that he is my source, my shield, the rock of my salvation. He is my strength. I wish I had two more people just to say I'm beyond my feelings and I'm tapping into another realm, another dimension, another level because I got a God that supersedes my bank account supersedes my income, supersedes my health, supersedes my salary, supersedes my paycheck. I wish I had somebody here that says, I serve a God that's above me. Touch your neighbor, tell him the devil wants your mouth. He 
wants you to speak death. He wants you to curse. He wants, I wish I had some help in this place, you to reap the consequences of death-filled words. He wants to carry out the promise that you have said, I wish I had some help in this place, over your children. The curse you have said over yourself. The curse you have said over your health. The curse you have said over your finances. The devil wants your mouth, but I don't know about you. I choose to speak life. I don't want to work for the devil. I don't want him to use my mouth. I wish I had some help in this place. I'm working for the Lord, and when we speak negatively, it is as if you are working for the devil. I wish I had some help in this place. You ought to encourage your neighbor. Just ask him, whose side are you on anyway? You got to speak life. No wonder David wrote in Psalms 19 and 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Proverbs 15 and 4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but crookedness in it is a break in the spirit. Proverbs 13 and 3, he that keepeth his mouth keeps his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 13 and 13, a soft answer turns away wrath, but Grievous word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15 and 2. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. Proverbs 16 and 24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Touch your neighbor. Tell him, I'm going to win in the battle of the mouth because I realize that you reap what you, what you say. What you say, what you say, the reality is our prayers put angels in motion. That's what happened with Elijah. You know, Elijah, you remember I told that I use that as a reference last week and even the week before, but I have not taken this approach, this angle. Literally, when he prayed, an angel got busy. Another example of that is Jesus. You remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, they came to arrest him. Peter got angry. You know, he always was strapped. He pulled out the sword, cut the man's ear off. Jesus picked up the man's ear, healed it right away. He said, Peter and everybody else, listen, if I wanted to, all I got to do is speak the word, and I'm going to have thousands or legions of angels at my disposal to help me, to rescue me. And so the question becomes, because of our lack of faith-filled words and our lack of prayer and our our lack of prophecy over our own lives and others, we have how many angels do we have at a standstill? How many angels are sitting around bored? How many of our angels have nothing to do? How many of our angels are motionless? How many of our angels are not busy? How many of our angels are saying, look at this fool, he ain't prayed yet. I wonder how sick he gotta get, how broke he gotta get, how depressed he gotta get to speak life, to speak positivity, to pray a faith-filled word, a faith-filled message. I wish I had somebody here that I've come too far to not send my angel on a mission, to not have him busy in my life. My Bible says I may not be able to send legions at my disposal, but the camp that's, I wish I had some help, the camp of angels that's around me, I know I can get them busy. I at least got one that's watching over me. I know I can give them an assignment and you can give them an assignment speaking negatively, judging others, 
criticizing others and yourself. Some of us can't even encourage ourselves as the songs say because all you can do is talk negatively about yourself. I wish I had somebody here that says, I am going to be satisfied. Wish I had some help in this place. I am going to be filled with the works of my lips because you reap what you say. High five one more person. Tell them you reap what you say. We almost through here. Listen it. Write this down. Your words can trap you. Proverbs 6 and 2, I'll say that again. Proverbs 6 and 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. In other words, when you speak sickness, you become trapped in it. When you speak poverty, you become trapped in it. When you speak defeat, you become trapped in it. When you say, I can't break this addiction, you become trapped in it. Trapped in depression, trapped in worry, trapped in sadness, trapped in lack, trapped in anxiety, trapped in fear. And I don't know about you, but if words can trap you in their own unique prisons, I choose to be trapped in health. Wish I had some help in this place. Trapped in prosperity. Trapped in favor. Trapped in his goodness. Chained to success. Entangled in hope. Enclosed in joy. Surrounded, I wish I had some help in this place, by increase. I wish I had somebody here that says, since your words can trap you, I might as well be trapped in wealth. I might as well be trapped in health. I might as well be trapped in promotion. I might as well be trapped in his favor, in his, in his mercy, in his love. I wish I had somebody here that had just high-five your neighbor and tell him it's a trap. It's a trap. And since your words are a trap, you might as well be trapped in love. You might as well be trapped in joy. You might as well be trapped in his goodness because the words of your mouth are powerful and you're going to reap what you say. So you might as well sow some good seed. Wish I had somebody here that says, I choose to sow good seed, seeds of favor, seeds of kindness, seeds of mercy, because it's coming back. I wish I had some help in this place. It's coming back around. Your hate that you give is coming. I wish I had some help in this place. The judgment you speak is coming. The criticism you give is coming. The death you speak is coming. So I choose to speak life. High five one more person. Tell them I choose to speak life. High five two more people. Tell them I choose to speak life over my marriage, over my job over my health over my family over my mother over my children over my finances over my career over my business i wish i had four more people that says i choose to speak life over my generation, over my household, over my car problems, over my body aches, over my physical pain, over my illness, over my disease, over my ailment, over my failures, over my frustration, over my job. I wish I had four more people that says I choose to speak life.
last point, I'll be out your way. You may want to write this down. To change direction in your life, change what you're saying. To change direction in your life, change what you're saying. Here is the Bible verse that goes with it, James 3 and 3. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and with it their whole body turns. In other words, you want a horse to go left, you turn his mouth to the left. You want a horse to go to the right, you turn his mouth to the right. And God is saying, if you want your life to get on the right path, on the right track, if you want to change your life, then your mouth got to turn. Wish I had some. Your tongue has to turn. Your mouth has to turn. If you want your life to change, then you have to change what you say. Wish I had somebody here that says, I want things to change in my life, so that means I got to change what I say. Touch your neighbor, tell him I got to change. I know that's Michael Jackson, but tell him I got to make a change. Starting with the man or woman in the mirror, I got to change. Touch your neighbor, tell him I got to change. I got to make a change. I know I've said it before, but listen, if a horse can move based on, I wish I had the direction of his mouth, I know I'm smarter than a horse, that means I can move too. That means I can change too. I wish I had some of us here that says, listen, I got to make a change starting with my mouth. Let me try to testify. Listen, I'm pretty disciplined, right? I'm pretty good on what goes into my mouth. You know, I'm a vegetarian, right? But listen, I, I, I need a little help on what comes out. And, and God is saying that same time and discipline and self-control you have on what goes into your mouth ought to be the same patience, time, and consideration you take on what comes out of your mouth. Listen, I know you all aren't vegetarians, but I know it's going to take y'all an hour after church to decide where you're going to eat. I think I want Chick-fil-A. No, I think I want Cheesecake Factory. No, how about Culver's? No, we ain't been to Chili's in a while. You know what? We just went grocery shopping. I should eat at home. Listen, I can't decide what you want to eat. No, I don't want to go there. I thought about it. I think I want this and that. So God is saying as much time and thought and consideration as you take as what goes into your mouth, you ought to take some time. I wish I had some help in this place on what comes out. Stop being so careless. Stop being so so thoughtless, so I wish I had, so stop being so quick, stop being so rude, stop being so judgmental, stop flying off the handle, but what you need to do is tame your tongue. You know, mama used to tell you, you better watch your mouth. Don't make me say it again. What you say? Some of us have not mastered that. So touch your neighbor, tell him, I know you're grown and everything, but you better watch your Touch them again. Tell them, you better watch your, your mouth. You better watch your mouth. We so quick to talk about everything wrong in Milwaukee. So quick to talk about everything wrong with Trump. So quick to talk about everything wrong with black people. So quick to talk about everything wrong at our job. But I need you to be quick to talk about everything good that's in Milwaukee. Everything good that's on your job. Everything good that's going right in your life. If we focus more time and attention on the good, we'd have no time to talk 
about the bad and God would bless the good. You can't magnify the Lord if you magnify what the devil has said. I wish I had some help in this place. You want to speak life. Touch two more people. Tell them you got to speak life. Let us stand all over this place. We serve a God who mastered words, spoke the world into existence, spoke to Lazarus in a grave, dead all week, he rose, spoke to the winds and waves, they stood still. Suggest that what you are talking to has ears. Your bank account is listening. If you're speaking by faith, your body in terms of your health condition is listening. If you're speaking by faith, most importantly, God is listening. And in that unseen realm, he'll do some things in the, the physical realm based on what you have already said. Touch one more person tell them, I got to speak life. Faith-filled words. I learned today that you reap what you say. I'm through talking about people. I'm, I got my own problems. I'm through criticizing everybody else with the exception of me. I have no time to be a fault finder because let me tell you this, and I'm through. Satan, one of Satan's name is the accuser of the brethren. Everybody, no, raise your hand if you've heard of that, right? An accuser is a fault finder. And every time we fought, find fault in somebody else, we're doing Satan's job. Satan is using us. But we said last week we put on the whole armor. So that means when you put on that helmet, you got to put your little mouth mask down. Some of us got the mouth guard up, but got the whole armor on. Touch your neighbor, tell them put your mouth guard down. I'm through. Is there someone here that does not know Christ as the Lord and Savior? Not only did Jesus master the power of words, when he was marched from judgment hall to judgment hall, he ain't say nothing. The Bible says the lamb was silent before its shearers. If he had said something, he would have been found not guilty. But because you were, he was silent. I thank God that he didn't say anything. That he didn't rat me out. God is saying we too have to learn how to master our own mouths. God has been so good to you. With your mouth. Just imagine how good he will be 
once you begin to speak life. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal Father, we pause to say thank you for what you have shared with us, for what you have shown to us. We're praying, Father, that this word does not fall on deaf ears, that we don't forget it. Uh, but somehow, some way, Father, you implanted into our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our souls, so we can be better. Praying, Father, that you use us in our mouths in spite of how we feel. Praying, Father, for everyone under the sound of my breath, every household, every family, every wallet, every purse, every body. Touch right now in the blessing they stand in need of. Every child, every marriage, every single person. Touch right now, Father. Bless right now. I speak favor over their lives. I speak increase over their lives. I speak peace over their lives. I speak joy in the midst of what they are going through. Because our faith is not and what we see, but in who you are. We thank you, Father, for what has happened. And by faith, we thank you in advance for what's about to happen. In the mighty, the matchless, the majestic name of Jesus, we all said, amen, amen. Give God some praise in this place. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you saved? Do you know him? Have you been baptized?